We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm going to have Ryan Roberts back up with me here very soon. And we are going to, over the next two days with all of you, we are going to have what we kind of view as sort of a state of the union, a state of the program conversation where we're going to look at Notre Dame. Now that the 2023 season is behind us, and now that we have kind of seen who were the best teams in the country and who was Notre Dame this year. And look at the program and say, okay, what are the areas that we can look at this program and say, this is where Notre Dame is on a championship level. This is where they're close and this is where they have work to do. And this is going to include, this conversation is going to be kind of several ways, right? It's everybody focuses too much on the talent, right? And the talent's important. The talent has to be coached well. And we talked about this during the live show, during the bowl game. They didn't beat T- – Georgia, for example, didn't beat TCU just because they're more talented. They beat – let's not forget TCU had a four-star quarterback and Georgia had a two-star quarterback in that game for those who are obsessed with stars. And the guy that caught the most touchdown passes in the game with Georgia for Georgia was a two-star player. It's – you have to have big-time talent, but you have to coach those guys up. We saw that from Georgia. It was a coaching masterpiece. It wasn't just – the best team, the team with the best recruits won. It was the team with the best players that was also coached and prepared the best one. And that's always been true. And we see a lot of teams that have a lot of big time players that don't win, that weren't playing on, on Monday night, like Alabama, for example. Mm -hmm. So we're going to address the coaching aspect too. And of course, talent is important. No one says that. And we're going to address where each position is from that standpoint. Today, we're going to focus on the offense, Ryan. So that's going to be the focus of today's show. If you have a, we will do a mailbag at the end. So if you have mailbag questions, please just kind of put mailbag MB and just let us know that that is actually something you'd like for us to uh, address at the end of the show when we get to our mailbag. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, I want to dive into it, and we're going to start with the offense for two reasons. Number one, I'm an offensive guy, and I tend to like to start with offense. Number two, the reality is, is for the last 10-plus years, with the exception of 2015, this is the side of the ball that's kept Notre Dame from really getting over the hump in a lot of games. You know, you talk about Georgia, and since 2017, Georgia has been one of the top three or four programs in the country. Right, made a playoff berth in 2017 and went to overtime against Bama. Obviously, they were back in the playoff in 2021, won a championship, won a playoff game, or went to the playoffs again this year, won a championship. So you're talking about a team that in the last five years, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, the last six years has been in the the national championship game three times. In those in those six years, Notre Dame played them two different times, including a year they didn't make the playoff and went twelve and two. And in those years, Notre Dame had the ball in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, less than two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, with a chance where a touchdown wins the game. And in both times, they failed. And that's been true against Clemson in 2020 in the ACC title game. It was true against Alabama in the 2020 Rose Bowl. It was true against Clemson in the 2018 playoff game. It's been true in almost every big game they've played, Miami 2017. The defense kept them in that game as long as they could. It was the offense with a couple pick sixes and just not being able to score that allowed that game to become a route. And so this is the side of the ball that you got to look at, Ryan, and say it's not until this group gets going that they can win because here's the reality of it, Ryan. I even today on 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 Twitter, I had someone that said, you know, defense wins championships. And look, I understand that people still think that this is 1985 and they still live in this mantra of defense wins championships. But look, I'm going to say this. There is this isn't even debatable right now, in my opinion. Defense will you need a very good defense to get to the playoff. hundred percent. Notre Dame, arguably their two best defensive teams the last six years, arguably were the two years they went to the playoff. I think 2020, they were aided by a weak schedule and some luck in the regular season with Clemson being out so many of their top players. You have to have a great defense to run through a 12-game gauntlet. You have to be able to make stops. In the playoff and championship game, you have to be able to make some key stops. But at the end of the day, you're not winning playoff games and championship games 20-17. to It's just not. The only two low-scoring title games were years where it was two SEC teams playing each other. Every other year, you're talking about needing to score in the 40s. I'm going to give you the the score, the, the, the points scored by the team that won the playoff game since 2014. 59, 42, 37, 38, 24, 31, 54, 24, 45, 30, 63, 
29, 31, 49, 27, 34, and then this year, 51 and 42. Here's the point total of the team that won the championship game in the title game. 42, 45, 35, 26, two SEC teams, 44, 42, 52, 33, two SEC teams, 65. Now, the 65, is that was just a, a Georgia brought their A game. TCU didn't come to play. It's not a 65-7 to seven difference in talent. It, it's not. It's a significant difference in talent, but it was a bad day for TCU and a great day for Georgia. Point being, you have to score. Simple as that. If you can't score, can't win a championship. And so until Notre Dame gets their offense to the point where they can go toe-to-toe with Clemson, with those teams, and be able to put points on the board, this team's not going to be competing for championships. So that's why I think it was smart for us – not smart. That's why I think it was it, it was important that we focus on that side of the ball first. Now, the defense has plenty to talk about, right? But I think we need to look at it this way, Ryan, because until the offense becomes capable of going toe-to-toe with the best teams in the country on any given Saturday or Monday night, this team's not going to get where it needs to get to. Well, Brian, I almost wore my gap closer shirt today, but I did, and I chose a different shirt. But I think that when you talk about closing the gap, I think Notre Dame has closed the gap pretty well defensively. You know, I mean, there's still improvement that needs to be made, but the offensive side of the football is where Notre Dame has needed to close the gap more than ever, right? You talk about what Alabama has done kind of with that influx of offensive talents after playing more of that bully ball style early on. You talk about what Georgia has now been able to do over the last couple of years. TCU just made a championship game, not because they had a stellar defense, because they had a dynamic offense under Garrett Riley and Sonny Dykes. Like that was the difference, right? And that has kind of been the thorn in the side for Notre Dame now for a few years, right? Long before Marcus Freeman got here, it was that the offense would come up short in the biggest games of the year. That was, that was what was going to hold Notre Dame back. And Notre Dame was always a good offensive line for the most part. They were always a good running game, but they just weren't a balanced offensive attack that could continuously take advantage of premier talent. So you look at it and say, what side of the football needs to close the gap? It's the offense. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this year we saw it, right? There were just moments this year where you're just like, Ohio State, Notre Dame held Ohio State 21 points, a team that narrowly almost beat Georgia in the semifinal in the college football playoff. They gave up 21 points, and they still lost the football game. Was it because the defense didn't play well against Ohio State? That wasn't a difference. It was that the offense could not score enough points, and they could not keep pace. They could not make a big play when they needed to make the big play. So I think the clutchness of playing offense, creating big plays in the big moments – just more than anything, man, being able to stare at the other offense on the across from the sideline and know that if your defense is even having an off day, I can go toe-to-toe for you. I can match big play by big play. I can make that final play, that final drive when it matters most. So for as long as I can remember, you know, <laughs> excluding, I guess, the Brady Quinn era there for a couple of years, right, and then a little of the Jimmy Clausen stuff, yeah, the, the offense nine. just yeah, – yeah, the offense has not consistently been good enough in those big moments and the defense has narrowed that gap, but offensively that's where the biggest improvements need to take place for this team to really take that next step forward and to really compete for championships. I thought you were going to talk about quarterback play. That's why I brought up Oh nine. So when you can't say the offense take Oh nine back because the offense as a whole wasn't good. 
Yes. Great quarterback, elite receiver play. Offense as a whole wasn't good enough, which is why they couldn't beat Navy, why they couldn't beat UConn. So it's about putting that whole thing together, as you mentioned, Ryan. That's a very good point. And so let's look at the offense. And I think when you talk about how we're going to structure this, we're going to start off kind of talking about the scheme, which I think is important. I think sometimes we can overfocus on scheme and sometimes we can underfocus on scheme. Yeah. I thought what Todd Munkin did in the championship game was not just line up and, hey, we have better players. It was a, a tremendously called game. Masterful. And I've said this for years. Georgia right now is not getting enough credit for how well they're coached. Alabama, back when they were on their run, never got enough credit for how well they were coached, which is why a lot of Alabama players don't go to the NFL and are, are, are they're not stars. Alabama doesn't produce a ton of NFL stars. So why is that? Are they bus? No. It's the sum was always greater than the individual parts, and they were always coached exceptionally well, so they looked better than I thought they actually were, in my opinion. And so that's not getting enough credit. You can't just say, hey, we've got better players than you. We're just going to line up and, and roll the ball out, and we're going to win because we have well, more recruits. And you got to scheme them up and coach them at a high level, in my opinion. I mean, Brian, you opened up this podcast with talking about Stetson Bennett and Lad McConkey, right? I mean, those right. kids are – two-star level players come out of high school and they're not the most exceptionally talented players of all time. But you saw when the light was the brightest, they made plays, man. And I wouldn't say that Stetson Bennett made all those plays because he's an exceptionally talented player, right? Like, I think we know he's not. He's 5'11", with a good arm, solid arm, mm-hmm. with decent athleticism, pretty athletic kid, but he's not a star, right? He's not going in the first round this year. He's probably not going on day two. He might, I mean, who knows if he even gets drafted if he does, right? So you're looking at that player and saying, what's the difference? Well, the difference to your point is that Todd Munkin put him in the best possible position to make big plays and he's got good players around him. At the end of the day, Georgia has won consistently over the last couple of years because Kirby Smart has put together a great staff and they have been able to take what talent they have and it's great talent overall, but even in a couple of spots where they don't have those premier five stars, they've been able to put those guys in great positions. Stetson Bennett, which is just a Heisman finalist, not because he's exceptionally talented, because the coaching has developed him and put him in the right position to make plays for his team. Lad McConkey going from a two-star player and he's outplaying other four and five-star wide receivers on the roster because he's put in position and he can do the job that the team asks him to do. So I think if the greatest example is that coaching matters, it's that two of the most important players on the field, not even counting the safety for Georgia that was a three-star player, three of the most important players for Georgia during the national title game were all under-recruited players, but the coaches have been able to develop them and then put them in the great position to be successful. And that, that's important. So let's get into that, Ryan. Let's talk about the scheme. And I think this is going to be one of the the areas that we, we are going to have to kind of talk briefly about because we're going to talk a little bit more about it when we get to the part where we talk about the coordinator because we're going to go talk about the coaches. Is the coaching staff in place to be there? And from an assistant coach standpoint, and then we'll talk about the coordinator spot. So scheme-wise, Ryan, just looking at it kind of briefly, I think Notre Dame, what Notre Dame is running – schematically is perfectly fine. And what I mean by that is just looking at it holistically, not taking each individual game plan and how do they utilize this game plan and that game. That's a different conversation. We'll get to that when we talk about Tom Reese. But look at, do they have the infrastructure in place schematically that if you implement it correctly, you can win a championship with? For example, I don't believe that you can win a championship in this era 
in my view, running an air raid in the in the way that the Hal Mummy and, and Mike Leach tree runs it. I, I don't think that you can. And so if the scheme was that, I'd say, hey, look, I think you can get there with this look, but I don't think you can win it with that scheme. I think if you were a an old school power eye offense that just ran, you know, what, what Notre Dame ran in 1988, that wouldn't work in today's era. So that's really what we're looking for. Just foundationally, is it a style of play that you can win with at Notre Dame? And that's something that people have to understand. We're not talking about you need to be like this team, run what this team runs. You have to find what works for you, what you can recruit to, what you can coach, and what you can scheme and call at a high level. And when I look at this this offense from a foundational level, they've they have shown the ability to have the run scheme, the pass scheme, the flexibility and versatility formationally, personnel, and play calling wise for the, this offense to be outstanding. Again, we're talking just about the the big picture scheme, not how it's implemented week to week, the results, the, 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 the execution and all that. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about if this is run correctly, do they have the scheme to be successful? And I think at a place like Notre Dame, you have to have a very uh, solid ground, ground structure, run and game structure. You have to have versatility from a, a scheme standpoint and a, in a, a, you know, can we run different things? If they take this away, do we have counters? They have that in the playbook. Didn't always use it, but it's in the playbook. Can you be versatile from a personnel standpoint? And can you be a team that can change tempos? And can you be a team that can really put teams in a bind in the pass game? Structurally, Notre Dame has all that in place. And structurally, Notre Dame is very similar to Georgia. The specific schemes aren't the same. But in a lot of different ways, structurally, they're very similar to Georgia. We saw Georgia really do a good job of mixing up their 11, 12, and 21 personnel in the title game. They used all three of those really effectively. And I think that Notre Dame structurally is in a similar ballpark to Georgia from a, a offensive system standpoint. So I have no beef with the offense. I think the system offensively is good enough to win a championship. If you take out the is it being – implemented properly and all that that's a different conversation we'll get to i think structurally this offense they they have the things that fit the personnel that they have now and that they can recruit to so i think that's what i what i look at first and foremost well i mean i think we've seen spurts that notre dame has the ability to run a lot of different things out of their offensive structure right and i'm talking about not only just running game diversity but passing game diversity as well right like they can run 12 personnel and get two tight ends on the field and they can create explosive plays used properly. They can create explosive plays in 11 personnel. They can run inside zone, duo, outside zone, counter. They can do a lot of different things, pin and pull stuff. They can they can do all of that, which tells me that the offensive system is has variety to it, right? It's not predictable when it's run correctly. And I think that you made a great note, Brian. Like We'll talk more about you know, how you need to consistently use that system. But I agree wholeheartedly that everything that you need to be, to have variety, to have diversity is within the system. You can run multiple looks. You can run different formations. Formationally, you can out leverage guys. There's a lot that you can do in Tommy Reese's offense. I think you saw it just in the bowl game, right? In the bowl game, you finally saw some diversity to what they were doing, right? There was a lot of different elements to the run game. They were getting guys open, and they were getting guys open all year, if we're being honest, right? So I think when you look at all that, I agree completely. If Notre Dame 
is developing properly and utilizing the players that they have to the best of their ability. They have a diverse ability to get players open in space. They have a diverse ability to keep a defense off balance, which is all you want offensively, right? Like I don't care what your go-to play is. I don't care what your go-to structure is. My main question mark is, can you get a defense off balance and uncomfortable? If you can, that's a successful offense, in my opinion, that as long as you are balanced and have the ability to attack from different for- from different vantage points. And I think Notre Dame has all that. Tommy Reese has shown that when he's on his game and he has a full arsenal, he can do that. It needs to be more consistent, no doubt. But I think from a foundational perspective, it's all there. There's no doubt about that. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.